I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation Podcast. All right, what's up, Q's Nation? Welcome to episode 32 of the Q's Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. I'm Sean alongside my buddy Joe. Drinking beers to Panthers Tears tonight. Coming to you a day yes, early because uh, we've got Clemson Friday evening. So try to do a little Tuesday edition for you. Um, so real quick, look, there's not that many Syracuse sports podcasts out there, so we want to be number one. So if you could uh, subscribe to any of the formats you listen on, that would be great. If you could go a step further and give us a review. That would be even better. Thanks in advance for that, if you will. That'd be awesome. So, um, I think that's all I got for open. What's up, Joe? What's going on, Sean? I'm gonna. I said I was drinking beers to Panthers Tears, but I don't, I don't actually have a beer yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what are you waiting for? <laughs> so, let me. All right, there we go. All right, so we got a we got us a win. We got us a win, a, a, yes, a much we needed win. We're back, we're back at 500. Um, an impressive game. I think the score is a lot closer than the game actually was. Um, but once again, Dungey. Uh, in correction, I know his name's not Tony. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I said Tony Dungey in the last episode. I was like force of habit or something. So uh, over 350 again. This guy. With the passing yards, it's amazing, and a number of receivers stepped up too. Um, yep. Nine different receivers. Wait, am I reading that right? Seven. Seven different receivers. So, which is excellent. And yep. um, so, six. I'm sorry, six. Correct myself again. But <laughs> uh, yeah, read. but he spread the ball around more than more than he has, I think, um, this year. And you know he even had 135 rushing yards, so which no, is no, that was that was total. He only had 48. Right, himself. right, 135 total. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and he actually um, wasn't the uh, leading rusher for the first time in a little while. Yeah, <laughs> so that's really good. Um, yeah, excellent. So um, let's do uh, let's do s- some stupid news real quick, and we'll f- we'll finish that up. Um, you know, it doesn't get much more stupid than this clown from 
uh, Miami, the offensive – what was he, the offensive line coach? Coach, yeah. Uh, Chris, I think his name's Forrester. It's got to yeah. be. Um, yeah. It's just spelt weird. Uh, so I actually have the audio. We don't we don't usually play a ton of audio, but there's no way to explain this guy's <laughs> stupidity. You just have to hear it for yourself. I mean, I don't know what else to do. So uh, if you don't know, if you've been under a rock, this guy got caught um, blowing lines. He fil- He actually filmed himself snorting cocaine, telling whoever well, he was filming that he's going into a meeting. A white powdery substance. Come on. Uh, oh, okay. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> I mean, we don't really know what it is. No, that's true. That's true. Allegedly snorting cocaine. But the thing is, he sent this to a hooker. A stripper. Right? Oh, whatever. <laughs> you, you got this wrong with the Louisville thing, too. <laughs> oh, oh, did I really? Did I? Okay. No, I mean, I just think he, I mean, a hooker's a, a tough way to say it. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I mean, what do you want to say? Escort? Does that make you feel better? A girl that takes money to do things, uh, yes. Uh, a, uh, a, a, a capitalist? <laughs> a entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, so he sends this to her. Now, why would you – I mean, that's an unstable thought, that in itself, sending it out. I'm not even talking about who you're sending it to, but you're sending it to your, your call girl or whatever, whatever term Joe wants to use. Um <laughs> And you're sending it to her like she's not going to show this to her friends or something or like forward it to someone. I mean, you got to be blackmail real... you for money. Oh, my gosh. Extortion. Like you got to be a complete fool. Well, here, here well, it is. Well, especially we'll... since he did it in the Miami Dolphins uh, actual uh, team faculty. Like it was actually on a, in the team building. You know what I mean? Like it, he was getting ready to go oh, to a, oh, his, a meeting. His, yeah, his shades were drawn. Like, he was in an office at a desk, it looked like, and his shades were closed and everything. So uh, here he is. And it's not even so much the, the – it's the whole thing, the whole premise of the video, his narration of it. It's just odd. Here it is. Eventually. Here we go. Hey, babe. Miss you. Thinking about you. How about me going to a meeting and doing this before I go? Now, now, hold on. I'm no expert, but I've seen movies, and I don't know if you're supposed to just do it without like holding one down or whatever. But every time I've seen it, that's how it's done. Okay, I'm just saying. This guy. We don't have to. We don't have to hit on his technique. You know. Okay. Okay. There's those big brains falling, but I miss you. I miss you a lot. Ooh. What do you think? Crazy? Wait, crazy? Uh, yeah. It's gonna be a while before we can do this again. Cause I know you're gonna keep that baby. Oh. But I think about you when I do it. I think about how much I miss you. How high we got together. How much fun it was. So much fun. The last little bit before I go to the meeting. Whoa. Expletives. So there he is. There he is. Chris Forrester, no longer a coach in the NFL. I guess he was a coach for like 20 years or something, too. Like, he's a tenured guy. Yeah, he blew that opportunity. Holy cow. (laughs) I mean, I guess if if you're that tenured, you know, you've got some money, you know. I mean, he's probably well to do, but. 
you know, he admitted, oh, I need help. I need, yeah, you need help. <laughs> you need yeah. help. He does. Um, you know, you, judging by Miami's uh, running game, their offensive line needs help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway, that's your stupid news story for the week. I couldn't resist. Yeah. I could have picked something else, but I like to keep it sports related, and that was the stupidest thing in sports I saw. So, in a while. Yeah. So, um, back to back to Pitt. Home yeah. com- coming back home after after a couple road losses. A couple close road losses. Um, Syracuse yep. controlled pretty much the whole game. Um, it was a little iffy, I think, early kind of. But we said last week if, if Syracuse could go in the half down by no more than seven, they could pull it out. And what they go in? Did they go in tied? Yeah, it was 10-10. Yeah, okay. They went in tied. Yeah, 10-10. And when, when I saw that they went in tied, I thought they would they would be okay. So... Um, you know, it, it was, there was a stat I saw after the victory, Dino Babers is 37 and O when his, when his team leads after three quarters. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, another thing yeah. against Pitt that was real impressive is the, the ability to get off the field on third down again this week. Um, they entered the game. Um, sixth nationally on third down percentage at uh, .25. And Pitt was three for 13 on third down. So that's, you know, that's right there at, at what they're averaging. Sixth nas- nationally, that's that's really good. I mean, that's going to be something to look at come Clemson too. I mean, there's a couple things, and that's definitely one key. Um, I mean, you know, the other stuff's on the offensive side of the ball, but. Um, if you can get off the field on third down, that's a that's a huge help. So yeah, that that's definitely their strength this year. Um, a lot of time, like last year, we saw the speed, we saw the tempo with the offense, and a lot of times when we didn't get first downs, we gave the ball back, and our defense couldn't get off the field, and it basically burned our defense out. And um, this year, just getting off the field, getting the ball back to our offense. I mean, we were eight for 20, third down efficiency, third, three out of five and fourth down. Um, you know, we uh, killed them in time of possession by about nine minutes. We had the ball more than them. Um, I think we outgained them by home, almost 150 yards. Uh, still have too many penalties. Um, still a couple things that kind of hurt certain situations where we could have uh, done a little bit better. But um, overall, you can definitely see uh, – See that this team is definitely um, not making as many mistakes, and definitely getting getting off the field, like you said, is uh, is key as far as um, especially as far as saving our defense. You know, so yeah, and especially if on offense they can actually uh, keep up the tempo that were they were doing to pit. I mean, those guys are dropping like flies. Whether they were dropping, you know, like we talked about, we talked about via text. There's a fine line there, but. Uh, between calling someone out for faking an injury, but cramping, I mean, if you're moving that quick and you're not getting, I mean, you cramp up. Yeah, and cramping is a legit injury. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've had muscle cramps before, and it's nothing you can play with. Once that once that muscle starts going, I had problems with my calves cramping up, and you can't run, you can't move, and what are you going to do is stay in the game and get beat? You know, you can't do that. So, And I thought pretty much for the most part, their injuries were pretty legit. There wasn't too many where you saw them get hurt and then come right back in a play or two, maybe a series or something like that. But um, just playing at that tempo, it's going to happen. The, so. the crowd, the crowd was sending down the booze. 
And Oh, they're going to. Yeah, but. absolutely. And I encourage that actually because who cares? In my opinion, who cares? You and I talking like this, you know, it would be irresponsible for us to come on here and say, "Oh, they're all fake injuries" because they probably weren't. But right. as a, as you know, as a crowd, hell yeah, boom, you know, you don't want to you don't want to seem like a bunch of jerks, but you also you want to deter it if it, you know, if you send out yeah. some booze, it's yeah. going to be there. So, um, and I think that it kind of sends, I mean, gets the crowd into it, and it sends a message to, and that's my sends point. a message to the team that you know maybe give them a little bit more confidence because you can exactly. see. I mean, that's a momentum. That's momentum. Yeah, exactly. And so, and yeah, especially I mean, if the team knows that the 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 crowd is, you know, thinking, you know, it, you know, trying to call them out and know what's going on, and as long as they're into it, it was a decent crowd too. I didn't think it was too too bad. Um, I didn't. Oh crap! I didn't look and see what the numbers were though. Usually I do that. I think it was uh, like thirty-three. Okay, thirty-three is right at their kind of like right at their average this year. So thirty-three two ninety. Still low. I mean, well, you... I mean, the Apple Fest was going on. So, oh, on. oh my bad. <laughs> well, it's, it's like we were talking later when we were watching. What game were we watching, Joe? Um, they were in the rain. Oh, Michigan, 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 Michigan State, Michigan. They yeah. were in the rain. That place was packed. They didn't go anywhere. Oh God, I saw some students that had to be close to hypothermia. And they didn't care. <laughs> they did they didn't not care. care. And they were I mean, so was, young. There was a lot of young kids there. Yeah. They showed a kid. He looked at the end of the game. He was a Michigan fan. He was just sitting on the stairs. And he looked so sad. And he was just sitting there in the rain, like, shivering. Like, well, if you're a Michigan just, fan, <laughs> you were sad after that game. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent so. game. I love watching. I love watching. I even love watching that rivalry in basketball. I think it's great. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, what else about Pitt? That's pretty much. I mean, I, mean I, I just, I can't, it kind of went as expected. I, I just, with Pitt, it's always tricky because they are our cross um, division rival in the conference, and we play them every year. Um, first time that we beat them in five years, and I think the second time in like twelve. So they've kind of had our number, and they always play us tough. It's always going to be tough. Um, definitely a drastic performance from what it was last year, without a doubt. But um, really yeah. different teams, so we didn't have. It was a different team, and then when um, Alton Robinson sacked Max Brown and what looked to be, I didn't, didn't look up the injury, but I mean, he, I want to say it was some type of clavicle, shoulder, you know, collarbone issue. But oh, it he did came, look like a he came back. Yeah, he came, but he wasn't moving his arm, and he came back out on the sidelines uh, in a sling. So once he got down, um, I was a little bit more. Um, I was a little more confident in us being able to stop them. So, yeah, and um, one thing about this team we mentioned last week, man, they play for sixty minutes, and yeah, you know you can complain all you want, and we do, and we're going to because we're fans. But if you have that, at least you have that. (laughs) You know, you're not. I mean, but you can't say that as far as like previous years. No, that's right. Players have given up and stuff like that, and you look at our schedule and everything that's happened. I mean, every game that we've lost, we've pretty much been in there, you know. Yeah, we're so we're approaching the the second half. Of our schedule is the third. I think it's the third toughest schedule in the nation. The second yeah. the second half of this schedule. Yeah, and it's no joke. And we've got to win to be guaranteed a bowl game. We got to get three of these next six games yeah 
You can sneak in with two, but still, yeah, you'd like to get a if you six, get a big, so you don't got to worry about one, it. Yeah. I mean, with that schedule, yeah, I guess you could you could squeak off two more and and probably probably get a bowl game, and that's kind of where I'm at, man. I mean, I'm kind of hoping to steal two. And I called. I'm just gonna stick with what I said last week, and I'm gonna call Florida State at home. But um, this one's gonna be tough. This one's gonna be tough. The last time Syracuse beat a top ten team was in November 12, 2012, when we killed Louisville. It was it was uh, 45 to 26 at the Dome. Yeah, against I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and they piled up 278 rushing yards. Yeah. So no, we don't got that on our hands. No, and they year, led. But... They actually led at the half, 31 to 13. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They came out. They came out strong. You know, so, that was. We had a strong defense then. I mean, we beat Geno Smith in West Virginia three times within that that little span. I think it was, yeah, uh, it was Doug Marone, Marone era. But... Yeah, and you see what Marone's doing in Jacksonville right now. Yeah. That's amazing. It, this past, yeah, that was that was amazing. So, yeah. but yeah, Clemson, Clemson is no joke. No, Clemson, Clemson is, is no absolutely. Joke. I mean, you might people want to sit that. Okay, they lost Mike Williams. They lost Wayne Gallman. They lost uh, Deshaun Watson. They won the national championship. So, I mean, Dabo Sweeney's got that into a power right now, and I mean, they could easily be number one. You know, and. That quarterback is... They arguably could be number one, should be number one. Yeah. Well, but they have struggled, though, as well. I mean, there's been some games this year where they haven't necessarily uh, they haven't necessarily blown the opponents away. Oh, but um, who is Alabama playing? Alabama's one, right? They're, oh, yeah, Alabama's one. I was talking yeah. about Clemson. Oh, oh well, I'm, I'm saying Alabama's strength of schedule is, so far has is, is not been very impressive. No. Well, SEC's down this year, and that's... One of the things they're starting to see, SEC, I feel like Alabama is so good that I feel like it's almost hurting its own conference. Because they're just good, taking everybody. Right, and you have good coaches that yeah. are getting fired in the SEC because these uh, athletic directors, they want to see these coaches come in and, and be able to challenge yeah, Alabama. Yeah, they like a light switch, have, be able to be able to keep up with Alabama. And like you said, they're just – It's they, not going to happen. They have too many people, and they've, they've just, they just – that place is a talent magnet. I mean, it's just disgusting. Yeah, and meanwhile, <laughs> the ACC is quietly just kind of getting really good coaches to come in, and there's really not even <clears throat> a lot of pushovers in the ACC anymore. I mean, Wake Forest used to be a pushover, and they're not. I mean, Clemson beat them 28-14 last week. And, you know, albeit their starting quarterback went out, but they've had they lost. They only beat Wake Forest by fourteen. They only beat Virginia Tech by fourteen. Um, they had a close one against Auburn, which Auburn's rank was ranked thirteenth. But um, they really only ran away with two games. And as good as Clemson's defense is, um, uh, they definitely have some struggles. On I mean, they have good players, but you know you get a you have to replace Deshaun Watson. So and that's difficult. But um, and especially since he le- he left the game last week and. I know they're saying that Sweeney uh, expects uh, Bryant to play, but um, yeah. you never really know. And they have a bye week next week too, so you never know. So with the with the confidence that I think our team has with going to LSU and being right there and and going to NC State and feeling like you left 
plays and, and a chance on the field and then to come back home and, and win a rivalry game like that and actually win and not make as many mistakes. Granted, not as talented a team, but I mean, we've been there. We've been in the games. You can see us competing in our in our talent on the rosters, you know, getting better. But um, this is definitely going to be a tough one, without a doubt. Yeah, um, Syracuse, according to Vegas Insider, Syracuse comes into this game a 21-point underdog. Um, the Tigers sitting at 6-0, and 4-0 in the, in the ACC. Friday at 7 o'clock. Um, it'll be on regular ESPN, too, which should be excellent. Yep. So hopefully we can show up, like Joe, you've brought up in the past um, during the LSU game. You know that's going to be one of the only games on at that time. What is there two, two? There's two games on Friday night. No, I don't know, but it's going to be ESPN and it's number two, so we're going to be right there in the forefront. Yeah, um, and it's going to get a lot of viewership. So I mean, well, and I, and I think up. you know we we were on ESPN two against LSU, and people mm-hmm. saw the NC State game and what NC State did with Louisville and uh, Florida State, and I think that we're actually starting to get some recognition. Dungy has not been taken out yet with injuries and the nations have been able to see what he can do. Um, and Ishmael's played good and, and our defense is um, a lot better than last year. So we're starting to get some recognition nationally, not as like, you know, a world beater or this, this or that. But I mean, we were always looked at as like a doormat, you know, you know, I, I talked to people down in North Carolina and I, you know, who's your team? Oh, Syracuse. And we talk about the, and they're like, oh, you guys got a football team? Like, because they only think of us as basketball, you know. Yeah. As far yeah. as football goes and an ACC, they kind of looked at us as the doormat since we came in. And um, Babers has kind of changed that in this whole year and the way that our team's played, even though we're 3-3, three and three, it has changed that. So um, I, I sent you that uh, Debo Sweeney um, press conference, and you think that he was kind of playing to the media and, you know, kind of playing to his team, thinking that, He was that, being humble. Know, he was being respectful. I mean, he's not probably saying what's really on his mind. He's letting us think that his quarterback's coming in, like you said. You mean he could be, you know, he could be just throwing that out there. Yeah, know, but could, some of the stuff he actually – Came out and, you know, he didn't get to see a full game of Dungy last year. And their team was definitely, definitely, especially on offense, we couldn't we couldn't hold them last year. And um, finally seeing Dungy, you know, healthy and at his best. Um, and he then seeing some of the him. receivers, seeing some of the receivers. He had nothing but great things to talk about with Irv Phillips and uh, Steve Ishmael. And he recognized the fact that we have 16 players on defense that started a game last year. And a lot of our um, guys that are helping on the defensive line – and I mean Valdez, as far as the the linebacker, and uh, Brandon Barry, uh, a couple freshmen, Elton Robinson, who uh, was the one that sacked uh, Max Brown last week and hurt him, uh, Ryan Guthrie, who got the last sack there at the end of the game. Like those are guys that weren't even there last year. So we have people that are new that are that are helping, and we have 16 returning players. That and on top of that, we have a couple graduate um, graduate uh, transfers as well in the secondary. So. We're a little bit deeper than what what it, people think as far as defense goes. Um, it's just it's still it's just tough. I mean, he he showed respect for the teams. He showed respect for the coaches and the fact that these teams are getting better. But do I really in this in my heart think that he's worried about us? Probably not. No, probably not. Like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if if quarterback took another week. But who knows? He might play. But he might play. He, I mean, they're, they're saying that 
they're saying that he expects him to, but that could just be a ploy to have us kind of game plan for him, you know, and uh, not for somebody else. But really, it's not even the offense that that um, scares me as much as um, the defense. Because I read something that the uh, Tigers, they rank top 10 nationally in scoring defense. They're only al- um, allowing, I think, 11.3 points a game. Um, total defense, they're only allowing 264 uh, yards a game, averaging almost four sacks a game, and they're only averaging three, or they're only allowing 3.8 um, yards per play. So their defense is is what the issue is. If we can't move the ball in them, then it doesn't matter how bad the other offense is. Our defense is going to be on the field all day, and um, and that's going to be the problem. So we have to be able to score. We have to be able to take shots and kind of maybe you know hit them in the mouth and and make some plays. So. That's really the biggest thing, biggest key as far as I'm concerned. Um, we did have some news today on the football recruiting front. Um, Hassan Hall, three-star running back, he decommitted. Yep. So. Yeah, and I think I feel like he was – I don't know if – he was supposed to have his official visit this weekend, and I don't know if it's canceled. Um, I don't know if he got another scholarship from another team or if it's just something that popped up as far as – Maybe he really wasn't ready and had second thoughts, but um, we do have two other running backs committed. And um, from what I read, uh, we didn't necessarily like tell him that he was 100% going to be a running back. I think he wants to be a running back in college, but a lot of a couple of our receivers and stuff like that. I mean, our team we're going to move a guy if we need him in another spot. And I don't think he was so sure that he wasn't going to get moved to inside receiver or. You know, we weren't guaranteeing him just running back. So I right. think that might have had something to do with it. But he still didn't say that we're out of the running. But most times than not, after you commit and then decommit, you're usually not going to go to that school. So Yeah, well, I mean, we we need a running game. We would be hurting for well, a good run. Starts game. with an offensive but, line. Yeah, no, that's true. But, hey, you know, speaking of that, really – the worry we had, I don't know if I've mentioned this already, but I probably have. The the worries that we had preseason, um, I'm actually pleasantly surprised with both sides of the the football on the line, with d- yeah. despite all the talk, the negativity that was surrounding it. Uh yeah. I don't think it's horrible. I mean it could be it was it's better than I thought it was gonna be, put it that way. Well, especially considering that we're starting Pretty sure, what's it, the true sophomore, two redshirt freshmen, possibly even three. Um, and then we're only starting, I think, McGloster is a redshirt senior, so he's the only guy that's going to be gone. And right before the season, we lost uh, Aaron Roberts, who's a junior. He was a true junior, so I'm assuming he's going to get his medical redshirt, so he'll still be a redshirt uh, junior next year. But he was our left guard, and he was um, supposedly the best lineman on our team. So... When you look at the inexperience and the fact that we lost our start, like our best offensive lineman before the season even started, then then yeah, I would say I'm I'm pretty surprised as well. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, is that it? Any final thoughts on Clemson? No, I just hope that. that I hope the be... crowd shows up. Look, it's a Friday. Yes. It's a Friday night. Yes. It's a huge game. You're going to be on ESPN. All the students need to be there. I, I mean. 
Like, bring your grandma, man. I don't care. Like, if she can, bang, <laughs> if she can, <laughs> if she can bang two pots together, bring her. I mean, yeah. that place needs to be loud. It will help tremendously. It really yeah, will. You got to hope that um, the high school football stuff in some random stupid fest isn't going to be, you know, or a concert or something like that. But I mean, you have number two Clemson coming to the dome. Um, we have deal. been competitive against teams that are, you know, they are respected nationally and we're going to be on ESPN and, um, yeah, you can only hope that, uh, you keep it close and, and have a good showing, you know, we're going to have some official, uh, visits, some, some, uh, recruits and, you know, that's the only way to do it. I don't think anyone's expecting them to, to win, but let's not, let's not, be embarrassed on uh, national TV yeah, with, stop being embarrassed awful, with an awful crowd and get killed, you know? Yeah. Because it, like we talked about before, the dome can, can create problems. And if that whole, um, Kelly Bryant starting quarterback, if he, if that's all a ploy and he doesn't play and you have some red shirt freshman, I don't care if he's a four star or five star, if he comes in and he's got to play in that It'll loud environment, um, that's not always, it's not a guarantee just cause you have a Clemson uniform on. No kidding. So, um, yeah, show up. That would be awesome to get a big crowd in there. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say Cuse Nation Nation shows up for this game. It's gonna be the the biggest crowd so far this year. I think it's gonna be big. I have faith. I every all all of the signs point to big crowd for me. It should should be. So um, I have yeah, faith. I, I think they'll do it. I think they'll show I up. I think I think they cover the spread. Yeah, if they show up, yeah, if they get a big crowd, they might cover the spread. It is twenty-one points, but don't. I, I mean, wasn't it like one year, like fifty-two to nothing or something like that versus Clemson, like a few years ago? It was bad. It was. Oh yeah, it was really bad. It was really bad. So uh, let's not have another one of those. So all right, well let's uh, let's do some NFL talk. Last week we looked at head at games. I'm not going to go over games except for the ones that we did talk about that I got wrong. Well, oh, we got to talk about the Giants. Got, uh, we've got to, Joe. I know. <laughs> we've got to talk about the Giants. Um, they're going to take. They're going to take on the Broncos in Mile High. Um, whew, man, that's a feat to be. Uh, Broncos coming off a bye, nonetheless. Giants. Um, They've been rolling ankles and everything else. <laughs> God, dude. It was what awful. What the hell? I was like, I changed that game. I'm like, look, they're dropping like flies, but they got this game. This game is going to be over. And, and, then, and then Odell got hurt. And then, yeah, and then I but I turned, I turned, I switched back and, and the freaking dolts are leading. I couldn't believe it. L.A. L.A. gets yeah, their first win against the Giants. Unbelievable. I was so well, depressed. It was uh, it was awful. I know you were depressed because they're in your division, but I don't really think that they're going to be a player in your division. I don't but think the Raiders was, are going to be a player in our because division because I'm a either. Giants fan, and I literally watched my whole season go down the drain because, I don't know, they got to change the turf or something. It's, it's, it's killing well, me. Odell's, really. Odell's was rolled up on somebody or under somebody. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I saw today. I, I, Odell out for the season with surgery. Brandon Marshall out for the season with surgery. Yeah. And um, uh, Dwayne Harris, our returner and our number five receiver, out uh, for the year foot surgery. So I don't know what's going to happen. What, what's <laughs> going to happen at Mile High this week? Let's talk about that. 
Oh, God. That defense is ridiculous. So I don't really know. I just pray for Eli Manning. That's all. Well, because our offensive line isn't good. Our running game well, isn't good. And Denver has the number one rushing defense. And, um, I mean, the the mood in that locker room can't be too great. Uh, you saw it when Odell went down. Everyone knew that it was serious. And you could almost see it in the players' faces that it was like, okay, the season's over. Yeah, so. I wouldn't give up too quick on that. I mean, like I've, I've told you and my brother, the Giants. Remember one year the Giants started 0-6. They ended up making the playoffs. So, any, yeah, but they didn't have those happen. kind of injuries, man. What are we no, gonna do? No, they didn't. We're but they pick didn't. Up Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix and Mario <laughs> Manningham. Should might as well just give Terrell Owens and Ojo Cinco. Look, man, I was trying to out. shed some light. Jeez. Such Dude, there's no pooper. light. It's doom. It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> dark and gloomy. There so, is no light. So you, know you, what the light you know what the light is? To go 0-17 or 0-16 and get a top pick. There you go. You draft a quarterback or what? You get old deer in the headlights out of there or what? Is this time I up? think deer in the headlights has got a couple more years. I think we got to get a playmaker. <laughs> the deer in the headlights look is when you know you don't have an offensive line. So that's something that has to be fixed. Yeah, because. that poor guy. I actually felt bad for Manning. Oh, yeah, well, he's not going to get injured. He's just going to fall on the ground before he even gets sacked. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he just gives himself up. He does, just... too, man. He's like throws the white flag, and it is done. Uh, um, I can only imagine what he's saying. Uh, I just want to note on my team, I think Derek Carr comes back this week. That's just my prediction. Just by following his injury, I think he comes back. Um, and I think that... Jeez, I don't even want to. Chargers, Raiders. Oh. I hope they beat the Chargers for the love of Pete. Um, game of the week for me, and it sucks because I know you're NFC, but NFC games don't, don't usually spike my adrenaline too much. Um, Eagles, Panthers, both four and one. Eagles at the Panthers, four yeah. and one. You got to have your eyes on that a little bit, right? Well, uh, I mean, at this point, my eyes are on fantasy football because I don't really. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, fancy football, Eli Manning got me a whole 15, whopping 15 points last week. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go. Uh, Sorry. What, you're good. Uh, what about what about Eagles-Panthers? I, th- I think the Eagles, I say the Eagles go into Carolina and spank the Panthers. Yeah, I think um, Cam Newton's going to have a rough night. The Eagles are kind of scary good on the defensive line. The front seven's pretty good. And oh, yeah, Carson that's, your, Wentz, man. that's your Thursday game. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I think um I think the Eagles the Eagles are going to get that one, but not to say that Carolina's bad, but Carolina because of how bad they were last year, they have one of the easiest um schedules this year, so um I just don't know if there is it is it at Carolina or is it it's at, at uh, Carolina, yep. At Carolina. Well, uh-huh. I mean that makes it a little bit, you know, better for Carolina, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to matter. I don't um, think it's going to matter. Primetime game. I mean, you know, might be some buzz in the air, but once they get going, I, I don't think it's going to last too long. Um, AFC game, another AFC game that I was keeping an eye on, a, a, a divisional game. Um, Patriots, Jets, both at 3-2. and two. Patriots at Jets. I actually, do you talk, you, you made some Jets jokes in the beginning of the year. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, I knew one of the New York teams was going to go in 16. I didn't know that I just – You didn't know it was going to be I don't the know Giants? that I jinxed myself. Uh, I don't think the Jets pulled that one off. Um, no. But it looks good on paper. But no, I, I, I would say um, – But the Steelers Patriots are, haven't Steelers been – Steelers and Chiefs. 
Steelers and Chiefs is a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. Because, I mean, are the Steelers going to pick themselves up off the floor or, um, you know, that's that's one of my bigger things. They could be uh, going three in a row. Jets, the right? Jets and Patriots, I just don't see it. I don't. I don't either. But, you know, they're both three and two. It's four. It's four first place in the division. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, and then probably the other one I'm looking at, and it's probably the the are you for real game. And that's uh, going to be the Rams at the Jaguars. They're both three and two. You got yeah. NFC versus AFC. And I think that those are probably two of the more surprising teams in, you know, both conferences in the NF in the NFL. Yeah. We talked um, about Doug Marone. I mean, he's killing it over there in Jacksonville. No, he was a defensive line coach and he's got the, he's got the lines playing good. Uh, Fournette is just killing it. Uh, their defense is, just ridiculous right now i mean they have so many defense touchdowns this year it's ridiculous um some a la ben roethlisberger just throwing crap up but uh another fantasy team. note real quick i'm sorry why you said that i think yeah. the jaguars defense because i got offered them in a trade and i checked them yeah. out at the time before this last week they averaged like 18 points a game on espn yeah. fantasy yeah, well, no one trades a defense. It's I, just ridiculous. I know, but, but it, it is 18 points, though. That's more well, of my I'm quarterback gonna, I'm not got me. I have, I have Eli. Them in my fantasy league, so I was kind of happy. But um, oh well, then there you go. That you talking about? Well, but it's just because you know I don't really care about defenses. It is what it is. No, uh, you're right. I kind of go matchups, but Wouldn't I mean that? the Rams. The Rams were one catch away from, uh, one layout catch away from beating Seattle last week, and um, the Jaguars. They just Got a great defense. They got a great running back, and as bad as Blake Bortles is, somehow they're getting it done. So, do the Giants a, play the Browns this year? Does the Giants play the Browns this year? Yeah, that'd be a good game. Yeah, it'd be a great game. <laughs> I guess I bet you nobody will watch. Let's see. So your oh, three winless teams: go. Browns, 49ers, Giants. Do any of them get a win? Well, we do play the 49ers, so. November twelfth, we play the 49ers. So let's see if anyone gets a win before then. But what do anyone yeah. get a win this week? That's what I'm saying. Oh, this week. Um, I don't see huh. it. I don't see it. Well, I the mean, Giants aren't. That's for sure. 49ers, and Redskins is your best shot, I think. No, I don't see that either. Yeah, no, they're going to stay. They're all going to stay. Oh, and over. Over. Okay. Yeah, they're all going to stay over. So. All right. Well, that's your NFL. Preview, it's too bad, I guess. I, 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 it's too much to do the games previous. Oh, and I did, I did call the Bills beating Cincinnati, and that did not happen. So, well, it was close. The Bills are there, um, but it was just. Did you see that game? It was like playing yeah. the monsoon. Yeah, it was awesome. I so love it was a little ridiculous, games. but yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, no, I got other football news, and it's not the football that we talked about, but I'm only going to say it because. Because um, we talked about it already. Well, because no, we play in the United States, or we live in the United States, and uh, I don't know if anyone, too. I don't know if anyone cares about football, aka soccer, but um, the United States tonight lost two to one to Trinidad Tobago and failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup for the first time since 1986. So, all you soccer fans out there, the men's team will not be in the World Cup next year. I say, who cares? No, I you know I'm not a huge fan of soccer, but I am patriotic and I do watch the World I, Cup. If, if they're in there, I'll root for them. But I got to be honest, man, I've maybe watched a minute of that. 
Like, well, I'm not going to – I didn't watch any of the game tonight, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like, when we have a country that has so many people that play soccer, you should be able to do this. That's Especially true. considering the people that we have to beat. I mean, we lost to Trinidad Tobago. <laughs> so, another notable, just, another notable. This is there. what I thought you were going to say. Uh, they're about to enforce the the no kneeling uh, during the national anthem rule in the NFL too. So yeah, well, we're going to try. Goes, we'll see what happens. That goes along with a lot of the rules in this country that you know, business wise or country wise, that people get mad at, but they're rules. They just haven't been regulated. So just because you're used to them not being regulated, does not mean that they're still not rules. And that's really the same thing doesn't when it goes to this. It's, no it's a rule. It's in your, there. No one doesn't mean any. No one would listen to your opinions or thoughts. Right. Absolutely not. But at the end of the day, rules are rules. So. Yeah. Well, when do you? If the NFL's ratings were still up and there weren't sponsors dropping off, the NFL wouldn't do anything about it. But they well, started I to mean, get hit in the pocketbook, and now yeah. they're like, "Hey, guys, we might want to stand." Okay. Because it's yeah. really starting to hurt our bottom line. No, and at the end of the day, too, you have teams moving to different cities. I mean, you got the Raiders going to Las Vegas. You got San Diego going to L.A. And their they're, they're, <laughs> their attendance has been atrocious. They play at a soccer stadium, and it's just been awful. And um, they need to build stadiums. And stadiums comes from taxpayer, taxpayers' money. And taxpayers and the which middle I, class. Which I don't agree people, with. Well, you know, you don't agree with it, but, but, if, but you, it's, if you're in that city and you enjoy it, it and, and you want that commodity, then you don't mind it coming right. out of your pocket. But then if you have to go and watch this and you don't agree with it as well, so it's more of a, you know, supply and demand type thing. Well, as know? long as it's as long as it's locally funded, then, you know, I guess what are you going to do? Right. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. If your state well, wants to I'm, do it, most people, that, yeah, most yeah, people get local, to vote it's, on it's that. It's local stuff. tax. It's state tax. But at the end of the day, those are the people that are paying for it. And if they're going to stop going to the games and they don't agree with it, then you're not going to make your money back. And it's just worthless as it is. So, yeah. So and another thing, too, I saw actually on Twitter. I just actually um, saw it, even though it was probably late earlier today. But um, Adrian Peterson traded to the Arizona Cardinals. For yeah, a conditional pick next year, so yeah, tells you how good he was uh, doing in New Orleans. Yeah, well, I have him. He's on the bench, but I have him anyway. I've never. Well, he might have a bigger role now. So yeah, well, I need something. My running backs are terrible, but um, <laughs> all right. Hey, join join the club with the Giants. Yeah, right. Um, all right, look, <laughs> if you could give us a give it subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher, or follow or however they do it over there at Stitcher and iHeartRadio and Google Play Music, that'd be awesome. If you can um, take a couple minutes and give us a review, that'd be great. Uh, go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation Podcast. Give us a like there. Um, I guess that's it. Oh, we are going to attempt to put out a postseason episode or a post a post game episode and a pregame episode. Um, yeah. so be two a week and see if we can um pump it out a little bit easier. Yeah, a little a little just, bit shorter, but more. Yeah, you know. be a little bit shorter and punchier instead of doing yeah. forty minutes like we usually do. It'd be like twenty minutes of each. And um, we'll do the NFL stuff in the, um, you know, in the ladder. So 
um, we'll still have that. We're just going to split it up. It'd just be easier to listen to. So um, we're just going to try it out. So we'll start that hopefully next week. And I guess that's it. Episode 32 in the books for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. See you next week. You just heard the Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.